X opened the door, slammed it behind him, and hurried from the theater. Burks had undoubtedly heard most of the scuffle through the phone Nixon had dropped. The police signal system would have the Paragon surrounded in a few minutes, men with orders to arrest anyone who resembled John Burks. X hurried across the street toward the Princess Theater, from which Harvey Bates had just emerged. He strode up to his big square-cut operative, a touch on the arm, and Bates jerked his head around. There was a look of alarm in the big man's black eyes. He never knew when the police were going to connect him with Agent X and take him up for questioning. The eyes of Agent X were twinkling, as he said in one of his voices which was familiar to Bates, "'This isn't a pinch, Bates.' There was a long sigh of relief from Harvey Bates. "'Fool me again, sir,' he said crisply. X chuckled. "'Is your car around here somewhere?' Inspector Burks objects strenuously to this sort of masquerading. "'Just around the corner, sir.' Learn something at the Princess? Let's have it, said X as they strode along toward Bates's car. Same thing. Hopheads go there, too, but just for a few minutes. Yes, one of them left the Princess Theater tonight, about ten minutes after eight, X told Bates grimly. It was a woman. She'll never go again. She was murdered in a particularly horrible fashion. Eight ten, Bates mused. He pulled a scrap of paper from his pocket and glanced at notes scrawled across it. That was at the end of the newsreel. Newsreels again. Bates says something about these movies that we're not getting next to. Did you notice anything that could be construed as a dope connection? Bates shook his dark, shaggy head. The following evening, Mr. James Starbuck lounged in his luxurious apartment overlooking the Hudson. His jaded eyes were on a stack of photographs in the lap of his satin lounging robe. They were photographs of women, women whose hearts beat faster at the sound of his voice, or at a glimpse of his handsome face. James Starbuck was alone, yet he was not startled when he heard the front door of his apartment open softly. Several of his feminine friends were free to come and go as they chose. The living room door opened slowly, but Starbuck betrayed no sign of alarm, although his visitor was a tall man whose odd, steely eyes so completely dominated his face that Starbuck scarcely noticed his other features. Had Starbuck known them to be the eyes of Secret Agent X, he might have lost some of his composure. Agent X closed the living room door behind him. He had entered the apartment without invitation by means of one of his master keys. As he faced Starbuck, his right hand was thrust suggestively into his trouser pocket, where his powerful gas pistol rested. "'You know why I have come, Starbuck?' he asked in a husky voice that was not his own. "'Have it the foggiest,' replied Starbuck, without raising his head. "'A hold-up? What?' X shook his head slowly. "'I know that you use narcotics, Starbuck. Never mind how I know, it's my business to find out such things. But I haven't found out quite enough. Do you understand?' "'Won't do you a particle of good,' said Starbuck easily. I've paid my last bit of blackmail money to your stinking organization. You're grossly mistaken, Starbuck. I'm not here to blackmail you. Well, of course not. Call it club dues if you want. It's still blackmail. I'm through, understand? Not with me, said X. I've come here with one purpose in mind. To get information. Where do you get your dope? Starbuck smiled. Don't use any. If you're trying to undersell someone, you'd better go elsewhere. 
X dropped a hand on Starbuck's satin-covered shoulder. The ends of his fingers bit deep into Starbuck's flesh. But the man in the chair scarcely winced. Listen, said X sternly. I'm going to find out where you get your dope. Where you got your dope, since you insist you don't use it now. I'm after the higher-ups who sell the stuff. Starbuck smiled insolently. Go to it. I still think you're one of the gang. If you can get me to talk, then, according to your code, you'll have enough evidence to have me murdered. Go on with your blackmail, if that's what you're up to. But spare me your third degree. I won't talk because I'm not a fool. The apartment's buzzer sounded. Starbuck slid out of his chair. Excuse me. Some of the people who...